Three years ago today, I preached this on Zoom from my living room. When this pandemic is finally over, and we may only know that in retrospect, we may well feel like those who have come out of the great ordeal. Indeed, there have been many great ordeals. We're not privy to everyone else's ordeals, only our own and those of the people closest to us. So whether this time is going terribly for you or you feel like you're managing okay, the Christian call is to bear one another's burdens and encourage faith and hope. That was three years ago. These days, people commonly talk as if the pandemic is over, though of course that's not the case. Nationwide, deaths from COVID-19 are going up again. I've been enjoying the temporary immunity I've supposedly gained from having suffered through my first bout of COVID two months ago, but now it's about time for me to schedule my booster shot and get more conscientious once again about wearing a mask in crowded spaces. Doubtless many of you have had to do similar calculus. Our lives have changed. The church has changed too. Though the size of our congregation is roughly the same as before, there are a lot fewer of us in the room than there used to be. None of our parishioners have died of COVID-19, and that's frankly amazing. But on this day, when we remember the saints and all the souls who have gone before us into death, well, today I'm remembering the many members of Good Shepherd who have died, not just in the past year, but since the pandemic began. Their names have joined the names of many others on the memorial ribbon to which we add names every year. I remember Peggy, Mary, Noreen, Laurel, Robert, Shirley, Pat, Rain, Mary O, Preston, Edna, Ruth, Barbara, Liz, Mim, Grace, and Dick. Many of them people that some of you are too new ever to have met. Members of our families and many of our friends have also died. And as a result, our lives have changed. The other day I heard an interview on NPR, and I'm sorry I can't remember the name of the show or of those involved in the interview, but this quote stuck with me. The main thing we observe in the world is things appearing and things disappearing. Wow. That summarizes the universe, doesn't it? Things appearing and things disappearing, including things that are not things but creative beings who get to be alive and aware for a time. If we can step back far enough to see this, maybe we can appreciate the wonder of it all, even in the midst of our grief at missing specific beings in all their bodily existence. When both my mother-in-law and my father died just before the pandemic began, I had an image that they have not gone, not really. They have simply gone backstage because their part in the play is over. We remain on the stage for now, but our time to go backstage will also come. We are all subject to this universal drama, 
with every insignificant detail and every drastic consequence. There is always something to grieve the loss of and some great ordeal to suffer through, but there is always something to appreciate as well, to enjoy, to be blessed by. All of this happens at once all the time. In the same NPR interview, a woman was talking about her mother's process of dying. In those final days, she asked her mother, what do you think happens when we die? And her mother burst out with a twinkle in her eye, oh, so much love, so much love. So I've come to think of the universe this way. Where have we all come from? Love. Where are we now? Change. Where are we all going? Love. We come from love, and we are all returning to love by way of change. Change that is so often an ordeal. And there's so much we don't know, so much yet to be revealed. We are God's children now, writes the, the guy writing the, the, uh, the epistle of John. And we know that simply because we exist. Not everybody would use the same words to describe the situation of being alive, but we are all having the same basic experience together. And we need poetic words like these to describe it. We are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When God is revealed, we will be like God, for we will see God as God is. Such hopeful words. Are we just kidding ourselves? Of course not. There's too much wonder in the world for that. Too much joy, too much love. Breathe in the experience of living. And know that indeed we share this experience with literally everyone else we've ever met or will meet. This life is shot through with holy mystery. And while this life can indeed be a great ordeal, it can also be a great blessing. Jesus insists that life is both ordeal and blessing at the same time. Who are the first ones Jesus calls blessed? The poor in spirit. By this, Jesus means those who know how hard life can really be. Those who have lost all their illusions about having any more than a tiny sliver of control over their lives. I have gone through relatively few ordeals in my life so far, but I've seen many people go through great ordeals. Sometimes the greatest ordeal comes at the end, when we learn that we must slough off everything and let go of life. For so many people, like it or not, this comes only through great physical and psychological pain. And it doesn't always happen quickly. Sometimes the best we can do for one another is sit together and say, yes, I know, I know, I see your great ordeal. May I join you in it for a while to help you carry the weight of it? Last Monday, Karen White and I went to visit our friend Dale Blesner, who up until recently was a faithful usher at Good Shepherd. Dale is dying of cancer. Tomorrow he will go into hospice care. Karen and I sat with Dale and his daughter and his stepson and 
we talked about death quite openly. I asked Dale what he'd like to say to the people of Good Shepherd. Well, Dale says he will miss you all. So I give you that message now. But I think it's even truer that we will miss Dale more than he misses us for a time until we all go backstage with him for the big cast party. It is certain that this will happen eventually. In the meantime, though, I have a gift for those of you who have known Dale best. He gave me five prayer shawls that people have made for him over the years. As Dale moves on, he won't need prayer shawls or maybe even prayer anymore. He will be in the nearer presence of God where such things may no longer be needed. I ask God's blessing on these prayer shawls, but surely they are already blessed by Dale's use of them and by all the love they represent. Here they are on the altar rail. If you have known and loved Dale, feel free during the passing of the peace to come up and take one for yourself, to pray with and to remember Dale by. And when you use it, pray for Dale for a passing into death with as little pain as possible, but more importantly, for a joyful reunion with his wife, Jeanette, with all those he has loved and eventually with all of us. Between now and the time of our reunion with all the beloved dead, who knows what great ordeals lie ahead of us? Climate crisis, financial crisis, violence, political upheaval and war, exploitation by those who clamber their way to the top of the heap. There are plenty of dreadful possibilities. It's never wise to assume that we won't have to go through such things. Yet not all suffering is inevitable. We get to do something about it. We can prevent some suffering. We can relieve some. We can go through some with those who are suffering more. Right now, today, we get the privilege of loving one another. It's a blessing and a privilege, and it will never stop being an option. So whether this life is going terribly for you, or you feel like you're managing it okay, the Christian call is to bear one another's burdens and encourage faith and hope. And on this Feast of All Saints, I want to remind you that these are the things that saints do. On top of all this, we have a poetic vision of the end and consummation of all things. God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. We share the story of this vision in every generation to remind us to keep living, to keep praying, and to keep loving. We're all in this life together, and we'll all be united in death and reunited in the eternal joy to come. Amen.